0: Hi! Before we begin, I would like to give a content warning. We are going to talk about excessive alcohol drinking, that is the primary focus of the first movie we are going to talk about. I would also like to give a spoiler warning. We are going to talk about the ending of another round, so if you don't want to be spoiled for that, I recommend watching the movie first before joining our discussion. That's it, enjoy! mother like son like movies I'm Aaron and I'm here with my mother Lisa hello and um, <clears throat> today we're going to talk about uh, several topics that is on a list but first we want to uh, start off with uh, talking about the Danish film by Thomas winderberg uh, called another round which in Danish is tryk. Druk. Druk. and um, we want we, I think we want to start off a little bit about this name. We were talking previously about this this name that uh, what does it mean that it, Wikipedia translates it as binge drinking. And um, you 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 said that you, you mentioned that in like in Finnish it would be like juoppo. Yeah, um, it's like uh, you
1: know like you it's not normal drinking. It's a real drunk people heavy drinking heavy drinking
0: yeah so indeed it's heavy drinking but then we were like thinking that actually part like it's not really like like uh, on like the idea of the movie is not really to show an um uncommonly heavy drinking but actually a kind of a common drinking culture that is within Uh, Danish culture but in in, as we know as as Finns uh, kind of a regular thing a normal thing in all Scandinavia and Finland this type of drinking
1: yeah like you ease your your terrible misery with drinking (laughs)
0: like in Finland for example we have this kind of uh, weekend drinking culture like, all through the week, week people go to work and everything like this, and then weekend is kind of a way to loosen up and people we, go and do, like, heavy drinking on Friday, like in a club yeah. or, or at home or something like this, and you kind of savor that, all that frustration and <laughs> tired, <laughs> <laughs> and then you loosen up, like, and, and it's really heavy drink, like, you buy a lot of beer for the evening and... Like in Finland, like you have, like yeah. you, have you, you can have six packs or twelve packs, but you it just have twenty-four packs yes. of beer that you just then like get home like a canister of beer. Yeah, you
1: prepare for the weekend. So yeah. it's a and it's a common thing, really, really a common
0: thing. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. So uh, it is, So it's not like, for example, in Belgium, it's more daily kind of drinking but not in a heavy amount like uh, so there's more heavy beer heavier and also
1: do beer. you have the, I think you have those um, tastes of different beer you pay attention to the taste and things
0: <laughs> yeah it's not about getting drunk but it's more like <laughs> yeah. tasting and like <laughs> that Having culture a
1: pleasure yeah. that
0: culture has get into also to the Scandinavia to the northern counties These days, different types of beers, but like like in this movie, for example, everything it's not really tasting different. It's really to get drunk. That's a purpose. But they do it in.
1: They they have a really a luxury uh, society. You can see it in that film they all all are well to do people with houses with very nice clothes uh, g- good jobs i especially to l- watch the all the dressing how they dress up and where they go to drink in nice restaurants and things and really nice mm, so yeah. so they're not badly off at all they have they don't seem to have any problems and maybe that's the problem
0: well i don't know these these characters maybe not but there is lot of, um, and people, you know, that have troubles, you know, in Scandinavia also. And, um, yeah. as well as in Belgium, it doesn't, you know, I don't know if these different types of drinking problem creates, I don't know the, the statistics of how, how problematic this, is. but in, for example, in Finland, I have noticed if I compare like, you know, central Europe, uh, drinking culture to Finnish drinking culture, I noticed that, you know, in Finland, you, tend to have this, we, we tend to have this uh, kind of uh, um, kind of a tension with alcohol. For for example, Finnish, Finland had uh, a prop, profession um, that it was illegal to sell alcohol in Finland for a while. And that's yeah, yeah. also where a lot of like housemate spirits uh, kill you. And all these types yeah, 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 yeah. They used to go to Finland.
1: to those forests. We have a lot of forests, so they go into the forests and make their own uh, uh, alcohol there in secret. It's,
0: yeah, so uh, that was
1: kind of common.
0: Yeah, so that kind of came out of that. So people, I when uh, growing up in Finland, you you see it also a lot that people can do their own liquors and spirits and stuff like this. And um, so and also in Finland. So after the Profession? I, I don't know how to say it. I don't. I'm for so sorry. But after it became legal again, uh, government uh, created this central market for centralized market for alcohol, which is Alco. It's a one liquor store that has the only rights in Finland to sell alcohol, like the heavier alcohol. Yeah,
1: one one liquor store, but it's everywhere. No, it's everywhere, every... Yeah,
0: but it's kind of governmentalized.
1: It's a government know. owned.
0: Yeah. So
1: only only one. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So 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 that's a lot. prohibition,
1: about, you know. The yeah. word is prohibition.
0: <laughs> that's true. Okay, so you, you get it. Uh prohibition. So so uh so but the but alcohol closes like at 7 these days in the evening. And uh no, and there's eight. a eight or nine eight or nine and but there's also a kind of a general law in Finland that after nine you cannot sell alcohol between yeah. 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. you cannot sell alcohol
1: yeah and also in Sundays it's closed
0: yeah so you cannot on Sunday you cannot get heavier drinks and stuff you have to go to a bar to get after nine yeah and bars But also I think up this
1: and... this is not in Denmark It's only in Finland. Yeah,
0: I don't know about Denmark. So, but then there's a big difference to Central Europe where you have, for example, night shops that are just like, you know, kind of delis, you know, like this 24-7 hour, like they are kind of open very late. So, and you can go whenever you can go in the night to a night shop and get a beer.
1: So that's unimaginable in Finland. So you know, like yeah. a heaven. <laughs> yeah.
0: So. So, th- I, I noticed that there's this thing in Finnish drinking also where you kind of you tend to buy a lot for the evening, early because in the evening you cannot get any more, you know, more. Yeah. And in Belgium it's more relaxed where you can get any, whenever you want you can get a beer and so yeah, you don't so have to worry it, about it. It too
1: came much. a part of uh, a hab- habit of uh, behavior because of that.
0: Yeah. So so in the end, I don't know about You have to drink
1: as much as you can, because it can close (laughs) Yeah,
0: so I don't know about the Danish culture really I haven't really like grown up in Danish culture But uh, in the beginning of the film, we see these students uh, drinking This drinking game and vomiting and like really heavy drinking And that's in Finland It's a very similar university Students tend to drink a lot They have all this bark uh, parties at the park and stuff like this so i i think it's it's close to to the danish culture of how yeah, i i see okay. it you know, I d- happening
1: know. yeah
0: so uh anyway so that's what we kind of wanted to point out that it's uh i i think it so it's it it is true that the this film another round is very l- cultural culturally linked to so kind of danish way of drinking it's not like an exceptionally heavy it's actually probably wants to talk about and show a very common cultural way of how we are how do the the director and his culture around him view drinking yeah in a way
1: yeah but do you think that it's uh, it it's uh th- it, no, well, the idea here is that they make an experiment that mm-hmm. that they, they say that, that you some somebody philosopher said or somebody that in in a human body there's a, have to be some amount of alcohol to be so that's what the experiment they do and I think that's the most silly idea in the world. Yeah. Are they really so stupid that they yeah. think that?
0: it's it's a, how a, does it uh, go
1: through with people view, the, the audience
0: yeah i i it's kind of a weird thing of that premise that this because it's so stupid and so goofy that i don't that and they it's 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 kind of a stupid justification yes. for their whatever they want to just do this this stupid it's like a joke in a way and, and they want us way, to
1: believe that these are grown-up men with the real houses yeah. and families and very responsible and intelligent they've been to university they are all teachers yeah. so and they believe this it's, i don't believe them i don't yeah. believe this uh, screen screenwriter it's
0: it's it's it's, a, it's there's a weird thing with this movie that it's it it is played out as a kind of a joke it's it's kind of a lighthearted premise that kind of it, it all stems from Mitt Mackel, Mitt, Matt, Mitt Matt Mickelson's in <laughs> own insecurities, where he yeah. feels closed up, which is a very Nordic cultural thing also. Men are mm-hmm. very closed up. Also and women. A, it's a a, normal. It's a normal thing, but it, there's a thing about male, where, where, which yeah, I yeah, will get special. into. Okay. It's it's a very special thing. There's a good documentary, Finnish, good documentary about this called War, ah, yes. specifically really deals about this what may, may men go through in this, you know, in Nordic countries, and yeah. or Finland, mm-hmm. like in that documentary. But this uh, it stems from Matt Mikkelson's own insecurities, and stel- so he kind of they they just it. it they do i think they do kind of understand that it is kind of a like kind of a justification for them to to experiment to open up through alcohol to kind yeah. of see if they could you know because they notice that they do open up when you drink so what if you would could always be a little bit drunk so you could be a better open person you know like because all of them all of the four people kind of there is something blocking something in their life, like professionally or private life or something like this. Matt Mikkelson is kind of both private life in family and school teaching is like not okay at the moment. So he he's trying to find a way, a solution for that. And he kind of finds out all in it. But it's kind of like so it is kind of a light justification, kind of a comedic premise to start, but then throughout the film, my problem is that it kind of, I don't know whenever it tries to actually make a point with that. Like for example, with uh, his he's teaching in the classroom about history and it's always about alcohol. And there's this whole weird thing about throughout the film where as if it's trying to argue that alcohol has a, has a role in the history of like Hemingway drank and all of this he, like he's making these points to the students. Yeah,
1: yeah, he mentions Winston Churchill who were all drinking a lot. Yeah. in his work time even and everything. But but it shows Math Mickelsen like as if he's uh, I got the impression that he's not just uh dull having a dull life with uh, nothing interests him anymore. He's it's more, more impression that he's uh, clinically depressed. He's really yes. sick. Yes. He's clinically depressed. So how can a drink, one drink get him out of that? And I don't believe exactly. any of it at all. But, you know, in spite of all that, what is wrong with the screenplay, I think it's a marvelous film. It's very, it's amazingly good. They all actors are really, the, Mads Mikkelsen is really good actors here. And all the other three men and the women and everyone is a marvelous acting. And also the background, how it's done, the society, it's wonderful to watch. And you know that I was not going to watch it at all because I don't like this Mad Mikkelsen. I had never liked him so much. So I decided yeah. not to, what do I watch this? And I don't like <laughs> drinking and so on. So, so then you told me about this and I watched it because of you and I fell in love with this film.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. In,
1: in spite of this terrible screenplay. It has other things in it it goes on naturally he's a really good uh, filmmaker this this uh, yeah thomas winterberg
0: yeah i i i think what you're indeed talking about is that it, it, a lot of that quality comes from thomas winterberg's career and his like experience as a filmmaker like he has been of course Doing a lot of his, he has a long career already in Denmark and he has been uh the other main person next to Lars von Trier uh doing like these dogma films yeah. um together and they did some stuff together. Um and uh I've I've seen some of his Thomas Winterberg's films before and they're really solid, really good character driven you know dramas about kind of very, very grounded and and like focused on characters yeah. and their events of what's happening in their lives. Yeah. And it, I think a lot of that also comes through what they these dogma experiments of what they were doing. They weren't real dogma films according to the manifestation. I think none of their films r- were real dogma films. There was uh-huh. always something that failed to meet their manifestation manifest. Yeah. Um, but i think it was a very great um series of experimentations to yeah. to kind of uh, i think the point was more to kind of um uh, solidify solidify your your filmmaking abilities you know to hone yeah. your skills as a filmmaker and thomas winterberg came out of it really solid you know great movies like uh, I especially I don't know if you have seen many of his other films I have seen
1: all of them but you know Mm. this this um, another round is a marvelous film I recommend it to everyone it's really good you enjoy it because it's so well done it's it's a film about the good society a wealthy society people in trouble and that idea, I buy like that's that's real solid idea.
0: What and can you uh, explain it a little bit more? What do you mean?
1: Well, I watch at their coats and things, what they wear, <laughs> and how they have these cars and houses, and then he goes to work and cries there, like, <laughs> oh, my life is miserable. My life is miserable. It's so common in. That's the problem here in in uh, northern countries. Mm-hmm. That its social system is so good that it's like a boring. You have to wake yourself up every day to to wake up to really live. So they try to do that in with drinking. It's, yeah. It's fantastic how they live there. Look at the school children and what they. Everything is nice. Everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, one day I was in just just yesterday or so. I was in a shop for coat, suddenly I realized I, I saw a, a rain jacket for men and I look, ah, oh, this is the coat the man was wearing in that picture. It's the, one of the teachers was having that coat exactly the same color. It's green raincoat of a man and it cost over 200 euros, you know, just one raincoat. They have money, you know, they're not in trouble no i've seen a lot of films with poor people or refugees or anything you know and these people are not in trouble
0: so you you like that they you you like the setting that it was like this well well off yeah. society and people and that they yes, having nice, the, nice we could see
1: and... the houses inside they all all that was done really well you you see it as if it's a, re- a documentary, you no? Know? You think it's a documentary? No, they've done all that there. They are living in those houses really like, in the film. Mm-hmm. No, they have the hedges, they have the bushes outside. They no, I watched all that kind of things. Yeah. Nice, really nice lives, and they take care of the children, nice and any everything. The children go to school, so. This is what this film is all about, like how to mm. live in that society.
0: Yeah, well, for I, me at least. Yeah, like well, okay. So, you you said that the screenplay was not that good, but you well, appreciated other things in the film.
1: Yeah, everything so, else.
0: So okay, like so, for example, like you know, like we will, um, like if you have like an action movie or something like let's say Mission Impossible, for example, the Mission Impossible, the the plot and the characters are like the least interesting thing about those movies,
1: yeah. I really don't <laughs> care who
0: is this woman that he has to say, yeah, about, yeah. what is the relationship or you know, whatever. Let's get to the next action set piece, like run, Tom Cruise, run. You know, and <laughs> That's the excitement and th- they do it so well that it's so entertaining and nice. yeah. So you can have this like imbalance of like script being not like the best thing, but if you you watch an action film for the set pieces or something like this. Um, so it kind of sounds a similar thing where you now describe that the script might not be the best thing of this film, but you kind of were very much entertained of other aspects that the film gave you and stuff um,
1: exactly that's it and so these men these four men they had a wonderful uh, balance in their communication between themselves in the film you believe it's like a documentary
0: <laughs> so i would say like um i i kind of get that like i said with actual like mission impossible or something but here in this kind of this type of drama movie and this it relies so much on the character development and the script, when it's a kind of a uh, character drama. that if you don't, I, I kind of rely more on the script being more solid and more good, that if otherwise I, it's other it's thing is just set design and, you know, cara- uh, costume design and stuff. And I, for sure they are great, but they don't make uh, by themselves necessarily at least in this movie they don't make enough for me and i i kind of liked much less than you of the movie because of that reason that they they failed to really give a good solid screenplay and meaning to that character development of that movie
1: mm, you you said just right but they they have their character development those are real characters Real people, and I can't believe that they go out of that set and be them other something else. These actors, they develop as people. Dif-
0: well, different. I, I have a little bit of like it's funny that you, for you, it was Matt Mcdonough's first time that you kind of really liked him, and he's a very good yeah. actor. But I had this little bit of a problem throughout the film that he's so charming and so handsome guy. Like he's not
1: han- i i don't think he's handsome i always thought he has a ma- some kind of strange mask on his face but that's <laughs> so a,
0: he can't help
1: it it's not his fault
0: so um it was very it was and and he usually he's so and he dresses so good and he really knows how to present himself so well and it was a little bit hard for me to get the idea that he was supposed to do it, the opposite of that like he was supposed to be the most insecure, depressed and no. kind of off, you know, <laughs> of, of those. And I, and it's like, no, that's Matt Migelson. That's, it's like Bogart, you know, he cannot be yeah, yeah. The, the most insecure of the room. Uh-huh. He, he's so cool and charming. And it was very hard for me to, to really believe that. And maybe it took like until the half of the movie, you know, maybe to, but... So it was just it was this like like a threshold for me, just because he's Matt Mikkelsen who has oh. this career and this status as an actor to to that that he would suddenly be like just a normal guy who is like no he's not that's not a normal guy, that's Matt Mikkelsen.
1: You know. Ah, so we have it the opposite. But for me, it was help that I didn't like him before. So I suddenly yeah. saw him different in yeah. another light, completely. And you know that one of these men, the one who was living alone without woman, who had a dog, mm-hmm. and who went on the boat. So I've seen him. Be- I've seen them all before in many pl- films because they are much in. Uh, Scandinavia and so on. So but this man was the criminal in the in this great scandic noir first one the first scandic noir called the crime. Where it all started this this very famous thing scandic noir. So he he man, this man this uh, what is his name uh, Larsen his surname is Larsen. Um, I don't remember now.
0: Tom, so, Thomas Paul Larson?
1: Yeah. Mm. So he, he did the man with the dog, he's mm. the one, he's the, who, who, he's, the, he's the criminal in this crime. I can say it now because it's so old. So yeah. everyone has seen it. And
0: well, maybe not. but <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> well, but this first he's a very
1: them. good actor. Really mm. as good as Mads Mikkelsen. They're all as good as him. Yeah. They're all equal.
0: Yeah, they were good. But I, the others were a little bit more believable. Maybe because I didn't know them or something. But I, I felt like they were some local teachers. Some, you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. May, maybe in The Hunt, Matt Mickelson, I, I kind of believed him more. But also in that film, he was a charming person.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but he... Things happened in that movie against... Despite of him being charming or whoever he is, you know, it's a he force. He was
1: clinically depressed. <laughs> no,
0: no, in the hunt.
1: Ah, in hunt. In the
0: hunt, things happen despite of who he is. You know, it's a force out of his own control. You know, and yeah, that's yeah. a very interesting way of, and then in that, that he it doesn't really matter who it is in a way. Here, he mm. really has to sell that depression and that insecurity and in the the heart of the film, like that's kind of what I'm, this is what I kind of bothered about this film in that it concentrates so much on this drinking culture and uh, aspects of the drinking culture, but it kind of forgets what's in the heart of it, which is the characters, these insecurities. Like what you said is that they are trying to find this temporary solution through alcohol, which everybody's obvious that it's not going to work, it's not going to <laughs> yeah. solve any of their problem uh, and, and yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting kind of it, it, Like it's it's just weird for me that the film forgets about that ob- that this obvious yeah. you know uh, wh- where, um, goal of where it should, that, should go, that's to go. because the
1: problem, yeah.
0: you know you start the movie you see the problem of the character and you mm. know where this has to go You know what's the real solution. Everybody knows. Often it happens in the movie and then it's the journey. Like in Breaking Bad for example, you know any of those actions he makes in the beginning is not really okay. It all comes from a very bad point of view. Like he claims that he's a very moral guy, that he does it for his family and everything. But it's so dirty it's like you see it really underneath everything and then it's just a kind of the journey of how he gets to show his real colors and kind of become that person that you already saw from the very he,
1: beginning he says know. many times there that I'm doing it for you yeah family which is, I'm doing which is by itself
0: very manipulative it's like all of this shows who he really is in a way yeah and here also you kind of see you, you, you we, we should be looking at this insecurity. We should be looking at these core problems of this stuff, but it kind of forgets that and just keeps on concentrating on this drinking, that what that how does the drinking affect them and everything like this. And, and even that, I feel like the relationship with, of their drinking to their personalities kind of gets more and more, um, like, uh, foggy towards the end. Because mm-hmm. you know the whole end resolution of where this yeah, yeah. Ev- everything goes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I- in the end it doesn't have anything to do with the drinking. You know, yeah. you no, know, he his whole his family is bro- broken up. Not necessarily. I don't know if it's the drinking, but the drinking is a kind of a tipping point. Because you know, at one point he's he's found on the steps of their neighbor, all bruised up and everything. Like imagine mm-hmm. seeing your father. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a a, a horrible moment. And then they they have this confrontation with the wife. Uh, Somehow it becomes also a big kind of focus that the wife has cheated on him, which is like somehow a point for Matt Mikkelsen or something, you know, like that's not good, of course. And he's super mad about that. But it's never addressed that, like what is he doing with this drinking? It's never addressed that this is kind of becoming mm. a problem. It's never a problem in the movie it's the cheating was a problem and mm. matt mickelson being angry about that and then uh, then he's like he he cannot get to his wife but then at the end his the friend is dead because of this experiment mm. that is not never really addressed that the, the experiment killed him yeah they they did it
1: they but did
0: they, it yeah they, but but nobody addresses this in any way it's just kind of a casualty of life or something like, oh, that's too bad. He couldn't mm-hmm. take it or something like this for me it's very uncomfortable uh, thing to 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 to, yeah. to 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 say in a way. And then he's sitting on the bench at the end and he gets the text message or he's getting this text message from his wife that he suddenly she just wants to come back to him and there's like no reason why and there's like no there's no Development of their relationship of why this woman suddenly wants to come back. He
1: said earlier himself to the wife that I miss you in the (laughs) coffee house, and that's Scandinavia. You don't talk so much. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm defending him.
0: And then, yeah. So, so then, then he has this great dance, which is a great dance for sure. It's a great dance. But to me, it has no meaning. To this story it, there's but in the it,
1: beginning they talk of his dance that he was a great dancer
0: yeah and now he's finally opened up you know uh, despite of all the but drinking, was he drinking of, then or not yeah was, he was in the end he's still drinking very heavily and, yeah, and there's no and, point in and he's drinking gambling. by drinking yeah. while he's yeah it does there's no Conclusion well, to this drinking, he, yeah, it's yeah. apparently just fine to keep doing it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. to me, at the end of it, he's he seems to be an alcoholic, with uh, trying to solve his marriage yeah. again with his wife. Like, I don't understand. Sti-
1: that. still, this is a great movie, I think. Anyway, yeah. even I realize it's a stupid story. <laughs> I uh, it's a really good movie, and I enjoyed it.
0: I and I, I love
1: Marge Mikkelsen now.
0: I I just want to at the very at kind of uh, as a conclusion I want to just kind of uh, um, compare this to two two other very great movies that do uh, similar themes but in a in a much more focused and better uh-huh. way. Than that. Yeah. Um, so I, all throughout this thing I was kept thinking about how um, Edward Wright's movie uh, The World's End from 2013. Oh. How it made so much better argument about alcoholism in a very character driven way and how um the British film The Full Monty from nineteen ninety seven did uh, explore this masculine insecurity with like much better clarity.
1: I haven't seen that.
0: A Full Monty. Yeah. it it
1: never interested me so yeah it's it's it's
0: it's a weird premise and it's kind of funny but it's also about a group of men in exactly same situation but without the alcoholism just focusing on their masculine insecurities as as male in a society and how what does a man feel you know and how locked they can feel up and it's 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 wonderful sorry because it's kind of beautifully links it to their sexuality you know sexual openness and how men also view themselves in a sexual way you know like just normal people and there's no matt Mickelsons, you know there that you cannot you will never believe that they will never have any insecurities. but these are like real local british people that you know there's one like who is quite fat and stuff and like you really feel for them like like how how bad they must feel and ah you know.
1: and what about this finnish film this men's turn this oh that's a great film where, where the men um. go to sauna and yeah. they're all naked there and they talk about the things so that's called the men's turn, it's yeah, men's the, turn yeah. to go to sauna
0: there's this thing if finland kind of common thing like men don't really talk about their emotions that often and often men can feel like very closed up which is also a, like you said kind of a normal thing also in finland <laughs> you don't talk okay. about your emotions so much but there's this magical thing about sauna where you really you, you suddenly open up yeah you know there like there there was there was this story um um uh story that i was i was living in this with uh, some F- finnish friends in a kind of co-housing and uh, there was this one guy who um who was uh, spending a lot of time in his room often in the in the day and we all used to see him just coming down get something to eat and go back to his room uh, he was playing like an online game and stuff like this and uh like didn't really get like when I when I moved there, I didn't get to like have any talk with him Like I don't know anything about him. He doesn't say anything really. It's like yeah, okay, you are you welcome to the house Okay, I'll go back to my room, you know, and We had this like first night evening like a sauna and we were all having sauna together in the house and then I end up end up with uh, having sauna with this guy of course and then suddenly, in that sound, in that moment, suddenly I know everything about his life. <laughs> <laughs> like, really personal things that I never would have imagined that within the same evening, you know, of this totally closed up uh, yeah. relation, you know, social moment, we would go escalate, you know, <laughs> to 100 in a sauna, you know, where he's just suddenly starts speaking and opening up about his life and because that's that's kind of the place it's a kind of a safe place Mm. and something happens to you and that's what the documentary is kind of about that it's a it's the men's turn which refers to the uh, time schedule of when to go to sauna, like women's turn men's turn you know yeah but it's also the men's turn to talk yeah and and it's, it's all the interviews are in the sauna and it's, it's a beautiful um, exploration to Finnish uh, men, you know, the culture yeah. and the, mas- the masculinity of, of men um, and the struggles of, in, in many different ways, not only about what I was just saying, but, you know, just their stories and their lives. And I highly recommend it. Um, a little bit off topic, but yeah. So the next topic of us was, um, I wanted to say a small thing about uh a series that i'm i've been watching now actually i've been watching it again because it's on hbo and i've been wanting to kind of watch it again and it's this uh drama series called in treatment and i know that you don't like it at all you cannot yes, even watch it I, even, and,
1: but there's a reason i don't like it
0: yeah which you is work. about because it's about uh Psychology at No, no, or, or.
1: solely because of the main actor, David Byrne,
0: <laughs> and Gabriel I think
1: Byrne. that this what?
0: Gabriel Byrne.
1: Gabriel Byrne. Uh, Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. I remember how he looks like. How oh, it, uh, it's one of the unpleasant. I I really can't like him. Uh, so, something wrong with me, but.
0: So Yeah, so you don't like the actor. In also, it's, all
1: about which, him. Yeah. it's in treatment what you talk about. is a new in treatment where it's done newly in America. Yeah?
0: You Okay, so are you talking it's about? It's another
1: one, yeah?
0: You mean Gabriel Byrne is not the American one?
1: Uh, no, there are black people in it.
0: Okay, so um oh.
1: So, so it's it, you are watching the the Gabriel Byrne one.
0: Okay. So you are kind of confusing many. Yeah, and so it's originally
1: Israeli, you know?
0: Yeah, which is what what the one thing that I want to talk about. But okay. so what you were now Gabriel Byrne is the American version
1: uh-huh.
0: of the series and it was for three seasons with Gabriel Byrne. And uh it was in 2008 2009 and 2010 those first seasons and now Mm in 2021 they suddenly made the fourth season that takes place during COVID and it has uh, not Gabriel Byrne anymore even though he's a character in the universe Uh, he exists in the same universe but now it's about another therapist uh, who is a black woman
1: Ah, that, so it, that's
0: it's the same one that you're. It's the
1: same one, yeah. but you know what's wrong with Gabriel Byrne? I have to to stress that it's not completely. I'm not crazy. It's it's uh, because he behaves like he owns the whole world. No, like I'm the one who knows. I can't stand it.
0: Well, I think that's—it's a very good—you—you you just described the character very well. It's—it's <laughs> it's a good—he's a good actor then, or like he fits for it because it's—it's—he—he—it's it's, he, he, it's really about him, and there there's a lot of color, a lot of layers to that character, and and just to just just for the record, I also in 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 treatment for all three seasons, I'm very bothered about Gabriel Byrne.
1: You know, oh,
0: oh. He, he plays a character that is not very likeable <laughs> yeah. and you know and it fits but it's really about the story and the character and I'm I'm very hooked because I really enjoy <laughs> this type of uh, drama where it's very dialogue heavy you're just like sitting in a room and every episode is just about them talking and yeah. all the story and everything comes through the dialogue which is why I like Ingman Berriman for example he does oh, the I, same I yeah it's okay. all is the whole story is re- resolved through these dialogues you know that's yeah. where the action happens and it's a it's beautifully made it's a very nice and now i'm watching the the latest fourth season it's very interesting uh it's it's not the best or best of the it's not in my level writing but it's very enjoyable and very entertaining for me and I started to watch it, and but one thing that I wanted to mention now to you, even though you don't like really that series so much, was about the Israeli connection to the Israeli, yeah. because because the the thing about that maybe people don't know is that this in treatment is originally an Israeli drama series called Bet-tipul. Batipul. Batipul. Yeah, maybe you can translate it. Is it literally entreatment? In
1: entreatment. In yeah. Yeah
0: and so it's v- very interesting so that's that uh, they 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 adapted it into an american series and the the funny thing about the tibble is that the tibble is that it has been adapted to many many countries
1: oh, like yeah. it,
0: it's uh, not only in uh united states but it's also in uh, europe many Romania, czech republic <laughs> poland hungary <laughs> It's in Croatia, North Macedonia, Japan, Italy, <laughs> Argentina. There's a Dutch version, Serbian version, Brazilian version,
1: oh. Canadian,
0: Russian version. It's everywhere. Like they really spread it like yeah. um uh they must be very proud the uh, original. Yeah, good Israeli selling, yeah. Film. Yeah, good selling, good business. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh and they did only two seasons. So mm that's all there was of that and then they just you know adapted it and i don't know really how long any of those other in treatment variations have gone and uh, i just been what i just watched this american one and it was very surprising to find out that it was an israeli and the one very interesting thing about that is that uh, those two first seasons for sure that that the israelis made I'm not sure about the uh, other country variations. I can imagine that maybe there's something similar to that, but for sure the American one, the the two first seasons, take like almost line to line the same script from the Israeli one. So they're the exact same episode. Same mm-hmm. character, same it fits dialogue. It to the
1: societies, both societies.
0: Yeah, this is what I want to talk about. That That's very interesting observation of the film, because when I'm watching the Intreatment in America, in my head I'm thinking, this is happening also in Israel. The same thing. <laughs> so And there's no difference. Yeah. But this is very American still. So it can be also very Israeli. So it's like very universal in a way. So
1: maybe it's also Romanian. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of mm. as
0: maybe want to assume that it's like so universal that in Japan it would be still the exact so same. So ingenious idea. Yeah, so so it's very interesting how it fits in that way. But the, the very even more interesting thing like within this is that in the first season there is a character, one of the first like patients, because it's always one episode is like one patient and then we have a week of patients and then we all then they have the next week of the same patients like same uh, characters and uh-huh, it was yeah. like every day of the week they showed one episode it was like in real time they yeah. kind of showed it's a very genius idea I think and one one character is a fighter pilot of in the military Alex in the in the American one I don't know the Israeli version but he he's a, a, a pilot, a air, a bomb bomber plane pilot. Mm-hmm. He he flies a, a plane that drops bombs.
1: Yeah,
0: and he flew in uh, was it in Iraq? Oh, in the series in 2008. Um, I don't know what was happening. I don't, I don't remember. But he bombed. Uh, uh, they they told him to bomb a place that turned out to be just uh, civilian children,
1: Muslim oh, well,
0: no. children, yeah. and it's all about um, a lot about him dealing with this fact, yeah. and that's kind of the starting point. You know that yeah. kind of starts the discussion, and it's also also about his father in the end and everything. But it's a lot about what he did in the in the war and. His kind of trauma mm. of that and, and that he cannot feel he says that he cannot feel guilt because the military has taken that out of him well, he don't think he don't feel oh you know, somebody says him to bomb things he will bomb it and he will not ah. think about it and he's kind of trying to reckon with that like how that he's he feels he's inhuman because he cannot feel and whatever. a
1: you know? lot of troubles
0: yeah so all throughout this this is happening also in Israel, this character. So that yeah. was very interesting for me to think throughout that series that in the, in the original Israel, in, in Israel, they are probably talking about either the neighboring countries or Palestine or something. Or about Iran. that conflict yeah. in the Middle yeah. East of, of him being in an Israel dif- dif- defense force and him probably bombing civilians and then talking about that and stuff like this so yeah. it's very interesting that they talk about that in the original israeli uh, series
1: yeah yeah
0: so uh you want to go to the next topic?
1: yeah now we go to my topic yeah
0: next. you wanted to uh you wanted to say something about the star wars new hope
1: yeah star wars number four new hope
0: which i think goes to the last podcast that we had Yes. Or was it the Ah uh, it failure, was maybe in the
1: du- in this Dune
0: I, I it was in the Dune. I mentioned something about the, how Dune relates to towers and you got very excited about this
1: Because thing. of oh. the the protection shell which people have around them and with the power
0: It was the Jedi powers. That's Jedi Power, were, yeah. Uh, yeah that was.
1: yeah. So you made me watch in fact you made me because I you I wanted to watch this Star Wars New Hope and you said it's the first one. So it was the first one. And I hadn't seen it. I watched it and I hadn't seen it. I had seen from the second forward. Yeah. So I loved it. I loved it. It was so (laughs) nice that I got this idea. You know these characters? They were all you know, young Harrison Ford, really young, all of them, and Carrie Fisher and all this, and I know them from now all no old people already, but so nice to see them and and uh, so they were all became friends and they were for each other and they were brothers forever and learning this Luke St- Skywalker start, got his mission. No, he was and, a boy. And.
0: And did you notice the, le- the similarity to Kurosawa in The Hidden Fortress? With those yes, characters? yes, I love the, that The same film. characters.
1: Same characters, I love that film. It's it's mm. a great film, this Hidden Fortress. Mm-hmm. But this one too, It's a f- I gave it five yeah. stars, this it's new home. Five Fantastic. stars. And, and what I loved in it immediately was, except these people also, but the special effects. Yeah. No. They were real ones not any drawings animation because then you no, they were not they were closed up in some terrible rubbish rubbish place which the wall started to near them and i read about it that it was a problem with the for the director because it was real and he had to get them there and from away from there so there were problems and they did it and it's also clear and What's the best in it is that I can handle it. No? Uh-huh. It's, oh, they are all so true and mm-hmm. good and brotherly, and uh, if special effects are real rubbish and mm-hmm. things, no? Real things. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's just enough for me to handle. The best character in that film is Alec Guinness. This Obi Ben Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's he's this wise man who teach who's teaching Luke Skywalker these skills and to all this the shield all this power. So you immediately like him. He's so so likable. He's he's really really nice. Immediately. So. I read afterwards that he was the only one there who was nominated for Oscar like I don't think and, and he, he got it And I think it. he
0: was he was also the only one that was like had a really long career before and like a very established ah, yeah, actor yeah, yeah. and everybody else yeah. was like new and ah, Harry it's almost it, Harry's it, first, first film or something Yeah uh,
1: you know by chance I I'm very into Joan Didion you know the woman writer in America who's very famous write a mm-hmm. uh, novelist so she died last week mm-hmm. by 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 chance but the, I <clears throat> watched her, her document about her in Net, Netflix some years ago mm-hmm. and she was in the time she was a screenwriter also and also in, a, in, words, in the movies and lived in Hollywood in Los Angeles somewhere and Really intelligent, and nice woman. Nice woman. So, mm-hmm. ha- Harrison Ford, they, she took him as a gardener to her house. Mm-hmm. When she she needed a gardener, and Harrison Ford was, was had nothing. He had no workplace yeah, or yeah. anything. He was a young boy. He came to, and she took him as a gardener and put him into movies, help him to go into that. <laughs> yeah. So that's what came out of him. So I'm so happy that these two people met and did it. Like, I appreciate the John Diddy and also Harrison Ford. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it it Um, sounds a little bit like kind of a similar talent that was found in a like a Tosiro Mifune type of way. You know, like not really an actor who is you know just like a somebody, and then he kind of has this. Charisma, this natural and charisma. And he has
1: this this smile, which is obviously because he's embarrassed. He don't know how to act, and he's embarrassed of himself. <laughs> shy, he was a shy, uh, and uh, and uh, but it's so lovable. He's mm-hmm. still doing it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: He he kept it like wonderful, wonderful. So I uh, thank you very much for this.
0: Yeah, no. great. Okay. So I w- also want to talk about this uh, Soderbergh and these Oceans movies because we we recently started to go into like movie franchises. Like it's, a, it's just this fun thing. So we went in. I never really watched them. I never really saw them. Maybe I saw Eleven once, but I don't yeah. remember anything. Yeah. I remember the atmosphere and stuff. So we went into them and it was very fun. A l- uh. lot of fun we had to have this journey with this... Uh, filmmaking, these characters and kind of you know, this this type of this oceans franchise, you know what is an oceans film and stuff like this. But I have to say that they were not really for me, these films.
1: And this heist idea or, or no, this ocean the films. elegance but
0: No 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 not the elegance. Everybody seems to like them a lot, especially the first one. Like I really like the editing and the cinematography of those films, but I am so confused all the time. I'm like I don't know what's <laughs> happening at any movie. Do I should I know what's happening? Should I not know? I don't. Uh, this whole casino world is not really my world. I don't know, you know. And and it, it, Soderbergh doesn't explain in many of his movies. Like I watched another heist kind of movie, um, High Flying Bird. It was f- <sighs> shot with an iPhone. It's on Netflix.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Also I don't know anything that's happening in the whole movie.
1: Ah, uh, he doesn't explain. <laughs> no,
0: either. it's like you have to know the context, you have to know the world that the, mm. it takes place. And for example in that movie it didn't really, I didn't really mind that I didn't know. And How many
1: films there are?
0: So there is of the original trilogy there is of three until uh-huh. thirteen. Then they made a all-woman version. Where that
1: I have seen you watched that film also
0: yeah after those three movies we, we of course we had to watch the oceans eight which is the old woman version because yeah. it's kind of it's within the same universe even yeah, yeah. The, the the um sandra bullock is it sandra bullock
1: yeah it is
0: the main guy yeah she's the sister of the george clooney yeah yeah so connect in a way so we had to see that one of course also and it was like a entertaining the one thing people often don't like oceans eight but i have an argument that i kind yeah. of enjoyed oceans eight in one way i knew what was happening <laughs> even <laughs> though it's also and there's a twist but i kind of i can kind of follow it in a way and other is that Every those because one thing that I don't understand with the oceans m- movies is that you have a group of people
1: yeah,
0: and just like in a mission impossible. All of the group of people have a role. Yeah. You have the hacker, you have the martial art guy with the Chinese man in the oceans movie or something and the. uh You know, you have, you have Matt Damon is the thief. And. You know, all of these, all of these types. And um one problem that I had with Austin's movies was that they, all of those characters were not really fully used. That's really mm-hmm. disappointing for me when you have like, okay, this, because for me it's a fun to have like, okay, a group of people and they all will have their fun moments that they do. And I was really looking forward, for example, this, that this kind of acrobat character would do something crazy acrobatic yeah. in the film, he never does really anything crazy. In the first movie, he does like a backflip. That's it. And in the, by the uh, was it the second film, <laughs> we still have the acrobatic guy who would <laughs> do something crazy acrobatic. <laughs> His main thing he, he goes through an uh, air vent. Yeah. Okay, anybody could do that, and the most acrobatic thing in the whole film was done by vincent castle when he <laughs> flips he does this crazy uh, um, um, break dance to kind of go past this laser security yeah i don't like i didn't have to see vincent castle do that why don't we, our oceans guys cannot do that crazy fun you I know, like
1: I, Vincent Cassel to do anything. Yeah, he
0: was great. He <laughs> okay. was, I, I loved him. Uh, uh, and um, so, so anyway, so there's this problem uh, the, in the oceans films. There's a lot of these characters just end up hanging around, not doing anything really. And in the Oceans Eight, I felt like everybody had a really central role in the whole. Ah, nice but story.
1: that's the women. That I see, the women do. <laughs>
0: But, you know, I often even see critics kind of justifying the other, that there's this lack of doing more with the characters or like second movie, for example, one, the twist actually, well, I don't want to really spoil the movies for people who want to see, but it's like... There's there's a kind of I can I can understand that many people would be very disappointed in the heist of the second film. But then uh, because they don't do a lot. So then one critic, for example, was saying that it's actually more about them just hanging out, Um. just a hanging out movie. You are just you like the characters. You just want to be with them. And for me, the problem is that I don't really like to be with them. They are not really my <laughs> type of character. I don't like George Clooney and Brad Pitt and they're pantering. Like, I don't get it. I get to the yeah, heist. Yeah. I want to have yeah. the Mission Impossible, yeah, you know, yeah. action. I want to. So, yeah. so, they're not really my type. So, what, my point is that Soderbergh has this heist thing and he went on a retirement. Mm-hmm. And then he came out of the retirement
1: yeah,
0: for yeah. many years later. And the first film he made was a heist film. And it was Logan Lucky.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to see that just because I wanted to compare it
1: to the Oceans
0: films. And I have seen it before. Yeah. So we watched it. And I have to say, I like that much more.
1: Uh, Yeah, it was nice.
0: so much better than the Oceans films. Yeah. I love Adam Driver. He's my favorite actor. Character of the whole film. With yeah,
1: his, it was really uh, short time there, yeah, but marvelous. just the
0: way he has be- performed that character, which is like a dead face yeah. humor. And then uh, Shannon Tatum is fantastic. Uh, Daniel Craig is great. I love yeah, him in the film. Like, it's, a, it's a good yeah. example of his more comedic role. I like him much better in Logan Lucky than in, uh, in Knives Out. It yeah, really,
1: sure, uh, sure, yeah, yeah,
0: A lot of things. I, sure. People go crazy about that film, but I really enjoyed Daniel Craig. Oh,
1: that's that's nice that he came out of retirement.
0: Yeah, so, so he, he he just got better, and yeah, Logan Lucky like, is marvelous. I recommend that for everybody. Yeah, but Great. you
1: know that once I once I tried to see in now late years this earlier film on which these ocean films are based. You know. Mm -hmm. it's based on Frank Sinatra clan this uh, there's a film I don't remember what was it called but it's in uh, very early early 1960s who knows when it was or something and the color film anyway Mm -hmm. and they are doing it and it was so boring it was so boring that i watched it little in the beginning and i finished i couldn't stand it nothing so it really needed something new <laughs> to mm-hmm. make re- renew but you haven't seen that yeah
0: no not the original no. it's kind yeah, of the
1: bunch which um yeah. frank sinatra went together with all these men yeah. bunch of his really in real life and so they mm-hmm. made a film in the in the film
0: yeah, it's an interesting thing that there was this original, but nobody talks about that. Everybody talks about because it's so error. bad.
1: It's it was so it was like piece of wood, like <laughs> nothing.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: mm-hmm. so now we have to go forward. Shall we? G- I had still something to say. You wanted no. to,
0: for for the ending. You wanted to say something about uh, Paul Sorrentino.
1: Yeah, I wanted to make something short, some, something light about. So I saw this. Um, it was in netflix there is a new film called the hand of god by by uh, paolo sorrentino
0: mm-hmm. yeah s- completely by surprise like i never i didn't know that this existed nowhere it was uh, advertised or anything and only i think from it you was
1: I, it, I think it was in Cannes festival or
0: something
1: oh, yeah. yeah so i was waiting for it and so I, suddenly it's in netflix and i saw it so I don't want to go into that, but it's a great film, and it's one of the great directors, really. But after the film in Netflix, there's an eight-minute documentary where he stands in the house block where he lived as a child in Napoli. Mm. He stands in the in the garden in these high houses where he lived in a, 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 just normal people uh, high apartment house yeah so they lived there in the fourth floor and so on and so on and he Mm -hmm. talks about his and the film is based on his childhood and on his um, growing up when he's 16 or something and there's a tragedy there and things and now he becomes a director of films so but then i remember remembered uh A similar thing in Japan, which was uh, Hirokazu Koreeda made a film after the storm. Mm -hmm. And he said that he made it in his old neighborhood, in the apartment building, similar to this Napoli. So another side of the world completely and two great directors.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Both making great films. They're both absolutely great films after the storm and the hand of God. Mm-hmm. I don't go into them, you have to see them, and then see what you want, but that's, that's what was, and funny thing is that, no, I thought always, since I saw The Great Beauty, mm-hmm. this, his first, I don't remember it was the first film or not, but anyway, since I saw his films, and he's been making grandiose films all since, you know, this youth, mm-hmm. There was also maradona like in this hand of god you no know? mm-hmm. there's a but and then there's this pope new pope young pope and new pope series i've mm-hmm. seen them all and so on and so on so i always thought that he's from the royalty at least or something <laughs> you know really mm-hmm. from a, from a family of great wealth because how can he know all those how the people live he always makes films about society Different levels of society, he knows the poor living and the and the rich living. who knows the rich living, only the ones who are being rich <laughs> but no, suddenly, I see him in this this house block garden standing and how he was living in a normal bourgeois family, and we left to study without any money and he loves Napoli, and I love Napoli after that Mm -hmm. (laughs) completely, (laughs) yeah, but, but, uh, uh, so this is kind of a light ending, but I would like to add something more, Mm -hmm. no, something else completely. You remember when we were talking about, of course you remember, it's this A Better Call which had no ending and they are supposed <laughs> to make the ending and I, I was deceived. <laughs> really badly I was deceived and I'm still waiting and it didn't have the, my, the ending. So now I've been watching from HBO this autumn. I was watching Succession. I This series Succession and it's about a media mogul with milliard there with family who will inherit him he has four children who will inherit him Mm -hmm. so all this time every monday it came so i sit on my sofa every monday and i watch I, i always thought that i gather them all together and then watch them in binge but no i couldn't wait so every monday i watch and so we are going and going and going and how, i don't remember anymore how many 10 parts or so mm-hmm. so when it become to the 10th part i watch and there's this ending it's the, that that ends in amazing way i was blown out i was completely blown out like oh what happened mm-hmm. really like and I thought, oh, I can't stand this. I really can't stand this, what happened just now. And so, on next Monday, I go sit on my sofa mm-hmm. and open the HBO that I've all prepared. And I'm watching this. I'm coming to watch this, how it, how it goes on. Because mm. it was so amazing. <laughs> but it left me like hanging in the air, in the cliff. So I sit there and watch and there is no more, there is no more, it was that. You can imagine I was cursing like crazy, that what, what, what did they do to me? I need it, I need it, (laughs) now I can only laugh, that was the end.
0: But they always do that with season finals. Like, it's that's a...
1: It's not like Poirot, you know. Poirot comes to the living room and explains to <laughs> the alphabet all of it, like, yeah. So, no, nothing like that. So you mm-hmm. think that Better Call Saul will also... I have to prepare myself.
0: It will also well, okay, leave so us
1: cliffhanging.
0: You know, Ooh. it depends on how long they want the series to last. <laughs> you know, because if they will just if they want to keep going, they will never reach Breaking Bad. It will just be, th- you know, it will be this like infinite amount of space between where it can just extend yeah. and extend and extend like close. But I need
1: the end. I, yeah. I just need the end.
0: But it's really about the journey, you know.
1: Yeah. Like
0: that was the whole Breaking Bad, you know. It's never really it's about It's
1: a brilliant to the story. It, you need the ending to a brilliant story. <laughs> Okay, it's, it's very theatrical.
0: interesting. To it's like you you were watching um, Sopranos.
1: Yeah, that you was know, a good ending. As a, as a, as a con,
0: con, but it was a conclusion. It was a it really ended, mm. you know. Like when you were watch probably when you were watching Sopranos in real time,
1: mm-hmm. probably
0: it would have for many it was also very you know inconclusive. Because yeah. it was like, whoa, what, what happened? You know, why? Do- hey, come on! You know, we, why don't we have the pooro explaining everything? Yeah, you know, this is what happened, and this is now, and that's where the characters are. But no, it kind yeah. of leaves you hanging in a way. And but yeah. but so, but you watched it in a way of thinking that that is the conclusion. So mm-hmm. so when you are watching Better Console and *The Succession* in real life, it it it's much harder because you don't, you are not watching it's it retrospectively. Yeah. You know, also Breaking Bad, you were watching it after it had finished, you know. So, yeah. in a way, you can have the, you are most prepared for the mm. whole story. But Pedro so' is hard, because we are st- like still in the story of, in the journey.
1: Yeah, we are still yeah. in the journey. <gasps> so wow. It's
0: heavy, it's so hard to wait, I understand.
1: Okay, so that was my point. <laughs> so because I, I think we have to finish so, so yeah I
0: thank was a great you talk. It's a lot of yeah. Nice things.
1: yeah thank you
0: bye thank you bye <laughs>